the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Now, as to the question, was he Elijah? John said, I am not the Elijah who was taken up in the whirlwind. Yet, there was a sense in which John was Elijah, which Jesus explained to his disciples in Matthew 17. That's Pastor Leighton Sheely, Senior Pastor at Church of the Highlands in San Bruno, and on yesterday's broadcast called Study Verse by Verse, we were talking about, or Pastor Leighton was talking about, those portions of the Bible where there seemed to be contradictions, and we ended about halfway through his teaching on that topic, and we'll pick up today right where we left off. If you'd like to know more about us, this broadcast, again, is called Study Verse by Verse, and it's an outreach of Church of the Highlands in San Bruno, and we're on the web at highlands.us. That's highlands.us. So, Jesus implied that John the Baptist was Elijah. John the Baptist said he was not Elijah. This would seem like the Bible is contradicting itself, wouldn't it? Well, let me explain a concept, biblical concept. Babylon, the creation of the Babylon, Babel, is recorded for us in Genesis chapter 10. It was an ancient city. It has disappeared. It's gone into history somewhere. It doesn't exist today. And yet, the book of Revelation, which tells about things that are yet to come, or maybe happening right now, speaks of a Babylon that is coming under God's judgment. Now, the Babylon of Revelation is not literally the Babylon of Genesis. That city has come and gone. But the Babylon of Revelation is modeled after Babylon of Genesis. Nimrod was the leader of that Babylonian civilization. And the Bible tells us that Nimrod enslaved and killed his own people. The government enslaved and killed its own people. Do we know of any types of government today? that enslave and kill their own people. Yes, we do. And so the Babylon of Revelation is modeled after the Babylon of Genesis. Notice the words of the angel who announced the conception of John the Baptist. The angel said... He will go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah. Luke 1, what did the angel say? In the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready for the Lord a people prepared. In the spirit and the power of Elijah. So John preached with the same boldness and the power as Elijah did. 
Jesus said, if you are willing to accept it, John himself is Elijah who was to come, Matthew 11, uh, 14. If you're willing to accept it, then John the Baptist was Elijah. And with those words, Jesus interpreted Malachi's prophecy as referring to one who was similar to Elijah, but not the prophet himself. Does that answer the question? Okay, the next query, there's one more thing I could say about that, that the angel told Zechariah what to name his son. It was the angel who said, you're to name your son John. If the son had been literally Elijah, then why didn't the angel tell Zechariah to name his son Elijah? Okay, the next query, are you the prophet, came from a prophecy found in Deuteronomy 18.18. God said, I will raise up for them a prophet like you, speaking of Moses, from among their brothers, and I will put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak to them all that I command him. Now, there really wasn't a total consensus in the first century about who the prophet might be, but that prophet was going to be very much like Moses. And John's answer to this inquiry was, no. Very simple, very short, no. So verse 22, they said to him, well, who are you? We need to give an answer to those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? You know, we've been suggesting answers to you. You've been rejecting them. We've run out of suggestions. Tell us something. So we've got something to say when we go back to those who sent us. And John humbly replied, must have been a surprise to them, I am the voice of one crying out in the wilderness, make straight the way of the Lord, as the prophet Isaiah said. Now, all four of the Gospels quote Isaiah 43 in connection with John the Baptist. But only here in this Gospel does he actually quote the verse himself. And with that quote, John both answered the question of the delegation as well as shifted attention away from himself and back to Christ. He said, make straight the way of the Lord. Now, that was a challenge both to the people who were asking him the questions as well as to the entire nation. You see, eastern roads at that time, they they weren't paved. They They were really paths. And so when a king was coming or a conqueror was coming to visit, The people would get out and they would smooth and they would straighten and they would prepare the roads. And what John was saying here is, I am nobody. I am only a voice telling you to get ready because the king is coming. He's on his way. Verse 24, now they had been sent from the Pharisees. We're going to learn quite a bit about Pharisees in our studies. We continue through the gospel. I'll just summarize for you. Pharisees are religious bullies. They existed then, they exist today. Verse 25, they asked him, then why are you baptizing if you're neither the Christ nor Elijah the prophet? By what authority are you doing what you're doing? Now, as Christians raised in America with a Christian heritage, we tend to automatically associate baptism with Christianity as though that is the only baptism. But 2,000 years ago, when this was written, baptism was a common practice of many faiths, including Judaism. In fact, it was so common that when, in, the, in the book of Acts, when people made a decision to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior, they were immediately baptized, even if it was in the middle of the night, like in the case of the jailer, because everybody knew what it meant at that time. Now, today, most people have a very shallow understanding of what baptism is. and They think of it as just something Christians do and are supposed to do, and that's all they really know about it. 
And that's one of the reasons why at Highlands here we provide classes to people who want to be baptized to make sure that they have an opportunity to make an informed decision. They know what they're doing when they choose to be baptized. It was a regular uh, rite in Judaism when a person that was not born and raised Jewish in, in their faith wanted to become uh, Jewish in their faith, and baptism was one of the ceremonial rites that identified that transition. Now, there was a novelty in the case of John's baptism, um, and we're going to get to that in just a moment. Verse 26, John answered them, I baptize with water, but among you stands one you do not owe, you do not know. So John answered them again by directing attention away from himself and on to Christ. He says, I baptize with water. The other uh, Gospels uh, tell us that John's baptism with, was, was with water, but Jesus' baptism was with the Spirit and with fire. So what John was saying here is, I'm only baptizing with water. Now, Acts 19 reveals an interesting story. And it happened that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul passed through the inland country and came to Ephesus. There he found some disciples. And he said to them, Do you, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? And they said, no, we've not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. And he said, into what then were you baptized? And they said, into John's baptism, the baptism of John the Baptist. And Paul said, well, John baptized with the baptism of repentance, telling the people to believe in the one who was to come after him, that is Jesus. On hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them, and they began speaking in tongues and prophesying. Now, the Old Testament spoke of a spiritual cleansing in connection with the Messiah's coming, and the Jews therefore baptized people who were not Jewish, but they never baptized somebody who was Jewish. But here was John the Baptist out baptizing everybody including Jewish people. And Jewish people who submitted to John's baptism were acknowledging that their sin had placed them in the same problem outside of God's saving covenant that the Gentiles had. And, and the baptism was a public expression of repentance in preparation for the Messiah's coming. So what does this tell us? Well, some of us think that we've got a special relationship with God because grandma was a Christian. The Jews thought they had a special relationship with God because they, were of a, they descended from Abraham. The Christians are people that call themselves Christians. Sometimes people that attend church, they think, I must have a special relationship with God because grandma was a Christian. She prayed for me all the time. I know that. Or I'm a member of the right church. Or I attend church regularly. Or whatever. What this is telling us is that none of us should ever think of ourselves more highly than we ought. None of us should ever think that we are so right in the sight of God, for whatever reason, that we need less of God's mercy and grace than the person sitting next to us. The fact of the matter is, all of us come to salvation through the same means, and that is God's mercy and grace poured out upon us in abundance through Christ Jesus. So John's baptism was a baptism of repentance in preparation for Jesus, and Jesus' baptism was with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Verse 27, even he who comes after me, the strap of whose sandal I am not worthy to untie. 
Now, remember that John the Baptist at this time is one of the most famous people in that part of the world. People are coming from miles and miles around to hear what he has to say. He's incredibly famous. Jesus is unknown. And what John the Baptist is saying is, is I am so unworthy, I, I'm, not even, I'm not even worth being the lowest slave to that man over there, the Messiah. What a great illustration. Do you feel like that sometime, like John the Baptist did toward Jesus? That's Pastor Leighton Sheely. He's in the book of John, and we'll continue tomorrow with more as we push our way through this uh, series. If you'd like to listen to past broadcasts, you can find them on our website at highlands.us. And the messages in this series, the entire messages, can be found there as well. That's highlands.us. Information about service times and everything is online at the moment can be found on the website and additional details about other ministries and outreaches available can also be found right there. That's highlands.us. I'm Mike Trout. We'd love to hear from you. You can share your thoughts when you go to that website and click on the contact link. Come back tomorrow at this same time when we'll once again open the Word of God to the book of John and study verse by verse.